Welcome back to another episode of Into the Night Minute. Each week, Movies by Minutes host examine the 1985 John Landis-directed comedy Into the Night, one minute of screen time per episode. I'm Jeff Ferry from the Jay and Silent Bob Minute, and today I am covering Minute 13 of Into the Night, which is quite possibly the greatest off-screen moaning minute of all time. Yeah, that's pretty much all I got this minute. There's uh, not much going on. Uh, This minute was so boring, I couldn't even get a co-host to show up. So uh, just a little bit of a a business before we get started. Uh, I've never actually seen this movie. I've, I gotta be honest, I've never even heard of this movie until Jim O'Kane contacted me to uh, be one of the guest co-hosts, which is amazing because it's a John Landis movie and it's got Jeff Goldblum in it and people I've actually heard of, but no, beyond that, I got nothing. I, uh, I know nothing about this film. This minute that I've watched for this minute is the only thing of this movie I've ever seen. So you're getting my breakdown on one minute of a film I've never seen. I may watch it before I do the rest of our week's worth of minutes. So minute 13 starts with shady Jeff Goldblum and ends with sad Jeff Goldblum. So he's really running the gamut of facial expressions. Basically, this minute starts off with he is wandering through somebody's lawn, uh, obviously on some sort of mission. I mean, even if I hadn't watched the minute, I would know he was up to something. He was trying to break into the house or try to figure out what's going on there. <clears throat> the only thing else going on really is uh, there's a man in the back watering the lawn. So you like to have that little bit of business there. I like that the extra gets paid $50 to stand back there and wear a hat all day. I mean, that's what I'm looking for out of my uh, my extra businesses. Yeah, so he walks up to the house. And this was the only thing I knew about the movie was that he caught his wife cheating because uh, my co-host from Jay and Silent Bob Minute, Chris, had told me that he did. Uh, but I was really interested in how Landis gave us this information. He just starts out by just... Uh, Jeff Goldblum, circa mid-80s. This is mid-80s Goldblum before he goes a little more salt and pepper. It's just him staring at the window. You can hear some off-screen moaning. And he kind of looks a little sullen, but he doesn't get mad. He's just kind of like, oh, oh, so that's happening. Uh, There's also a reverse shot of him standing there staring in the window like a crazy person, which is, uh, I really enjoy that one. That's, I feel like that, that might be the more, I mean, if your reaction is not to freak out and go bananas, I think it's more likely a reaction would just to be stand there and stare and be like, I can't believe this is happening. Now, this is where I'm missing context for the first 12 minutes. I have to assume that he was, um, he thought that his wife was up to and this was his confirmation of it because he doesn't seem completely surprised. He's not like shocked that she's in there with, with somebody, but you know, how do I know? I guess when I watch it, I will figure it out. Yeah. So we have a uh, Goldblum standing in the lawn, staring into the window, which is never something you really want. You never want Jeff Goldblum in your lawn staring in. He just, I mean, you don't want him in there going, I, I, I just don't know what's, what are you doing with my my wife in there? Yes, I'm sure that is not the first nor the last terrible Jeff Goldblum impression you will hear over the course of these films. I'm, if you get less than, my over under is 12 different hosts giving Jeff Goldblum impressions over the course of this film. Um, when we get down to the final minute, I'll have to ask Jim and find out if I was right or not. So Goldblum gets back in his car. Um, he looks depressed but not devastated i'll give him this uh a rare moment of you know old school filmmaking when the car starts the camera shakes because they're obviously the the uh the camera was mounted to the car so you actually get the engine vibration when he starts the car uh you don't see that too much anymore now you also don't see a shot like this where it's a nice long shot of him backing out kind of hello hello are you sitting here by yourself i am like a crazy person (laughs) (laughs) are you in the middle of recording at this point yes Oh, well, uh, 
Thanks for having me on there, Jeff. Hey, Chris, for, thanks for dropping by. Thanks for dropping by on your own podcast. <laughs> I figured I would stop in, and uh, uh, I thought maybe you'd have a guest here, but apparently you're all by yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't care. It was only, it was only. Uh, I only got to do 20 minutes. I could do that. <laughs> How far have you gotten? <clears throat> uh, like five minutes. Okay. And, and I had and to stop once because I forgot to put the link up in the, in the group. Oh, nice. <laughs> How far into the minute have you gotten? Uh, he just He was just standing outside the wife's window. I knew Stan was going to bang his wife. I knew it. I don't know who any of these people are, Chris. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> All right. Here, I'll, bring you, I'll bring you up to speed. Have you seen this movie, by the way, or just watched our minutes? I've watched most of it. Oh, why don't you tell everybody you are, by the way, in case they I'm, don't know. I'm Chris, the other guy from uh, Mallrats. Uh, Jay and Silent Bob Minute. I keep saying Mallrats Minute, Jeff. Wait until somebody starts doing Mallrats. I know. When somebody starts Mallrats Minute, we're going to be in some, <laughs> some deep trouble. trouble. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> You're already going to be in deep trouble because you're the one that's going to be editing this episode. <laughs> True. <laughs> yeah. So I yeah I got as far as oh see now I, you made me turn off the minute because I got fooling around with it. No, I got as far I watched the whole minute. Okay. Because I had to do the beginning and ending, but the part I've actually talked to is him walking up to the house, looking in the window. He can hear him, you know, getting down. Right. And then I got as far as him sitting back in his car. Okay. And so, my th- what have you watched again? You just watched these minutes? No, I've seen most of it. Okay. So. What I've put together so far is he must have suspected his wife was cheating on him because he doesn't seem very surprised. Well, he's not sleeping at all. This is I'll, I'll bring you up a little bit up to speed. And um, Stan, the guy she's with right now, picks it, picks her up and takes her to work. Okay. Okay. So when he come, he sit, tells them at work because he hasn't been sleeping. He's going to go home and try to take a nap. When he gets to his house, Stan's car is parked in front of his house. Yeah. Uh-huh. So then I uh, I was on here with Doug uh, last minute, and I said that wouldn't be me peeking in the window. I would have went straight through that front door. Well, I said uh, there's a, he, he has one of the two reactions I think that are possible. The What he has is the shocked, I'm just staring, I can't yeah. believe it. Like he has that reaction. Yeah, the other one is to break through the, the goddamn window and go in there and start killing people. As I said in the last minute, he's got the right the – right, uh, <clears throat> way to do it because he's going to see it and prove it to himself i'm going to kick the door in stan's going to get get up and run into the bathroom and my wife's going to tell me that stan spilled coffee on himself at work and he's getting a shower and i'm going to say oh, okay and everything's going to be oh, fine. you're going to have the eddie murphy moment when he said he's he's trying to convince the the girlfriend walks in while he's uh having an affair yeah one minute. And he chases her down the street <laughs> naked and he's like listen it's not what you think <laughs> yeah, yeah it wasn't me it wasn't me but i saw you hey one me <laughs> Um, I did have a – oh, here, I'll get because you don't see them right away. I was just talking about uh, John Landis directing this, and I thought it was very interesting how he did it of like you don't see them right now. You just see his face. Right. You hear I'm the just noises. just being like, huh. <laughs> yeah. And then he just kind of goes back to his car and gets his car. That's another thing I said earlier. Um, th- that car probably wouldn't be leaving the, the sidewalk in one piece after that either. Oh, yeah. I did wonder, like, when he went back to his car, I'd be like, I might be going back to my car to get my gas can. Right. Or to, to burn the place my down. Car into his car. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I I don't know how I'd react, but I'm pretty sure 90% of me wants to react badly and inflict violence. Right. Stan I seems mean, like a scumbag anyway. When he comes to the house to pick his pick um, Ed's wife up here, he's blowing the horn. She's, you know, she's coming out, but he continuously blows the horn. Like, he's not, he's impatient waiting for her to come out. Yeah, I got to be honest. When he pulled away, I was like, is he having like the sociopath reaction of like, oh, that's fine. No yeah, problem. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to murder all these people later. Because <laughs> I think I'm going to watch the movie before I do the next uh, minute or two. But okay. I wanted to – since this was one of the rare opportunities where this is a movie I said at the beginning, not only had I never seen, I had never heard of this movie. Right. Which makes no sense because it's a John Landis movie. I like John Landis. Well, I like said- Jeff Goldblum. How, just, it was in that – 
I was a little too young for it, and it right. must not have been big on like HBO rotation. Doug said this was the one right after uh, the accident with the Twilight Zone movie with the helicopter. Oh. So yep. he said there's a lot of cameos from other directors like showing their support in this movie. But I, oh wait, you mean the one bring it in a little closer, a little <laughs> closer? That one. <laughs> he said there's a yeah, oh yeah, that accident, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that accident. It changed a lot in Hollywood. Yeah. Of like, uh, okay, well, I think the stunt coordinator is going to have a little bit more uh, say over what we do now. Right, they're going to keep a little bit more of an eye on things. Like I said, I've been I've been on like not too many, but a couple sets, and like even if they're doing the most minor of things, they're like, all right, safety meeting, everybody together. Oh, you know, they're going to fire off a prop gun or something like that. This is what's going to happen. Right. If anything goes wrong, we're going to do this. This is what we're going to say if anything goes wrong. If any, the, you know, these people will come in if there's a problem. I mean, it, and that was for like nothing. Right. That's that wasn't for like a freaking helicopter stunt. Right, right. I did have written down in my notes when it cuts to the quick scene of him watching them have sex. Now, I don't know who the actors are, and it's on my laptop, so it's all dark. I can barely tell. So in my head canon right now, it's Christopher Maloney from Law & Order and Adrian Barbeau. <laughs> now, there's no way it's either of those people, two people. but <laughs> and, and they're not even close. So. And it's based solely on their hairlines. <laughs> <laughs> She's got like the big bouffant, late 70s, early 80s hair. Yeah. Therefore, she's Adrian Barbeau. He's got the receding hairline. He's Christopher Maloney. He's not even – Christopher Maloney wouldn't have been old enough to be in this. No. But. So you're telling me I'm wrong. That's not who it is. Yeah, it's not. Well, I'll, let's just say this. Stan played by Christopher Maloney. <laughs> I'm not even positive who Adrian Barbeau is. Which one is she? Adrian Barbeau was um, – uh, I, I, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to say this without being a pig. Uh, she was a well-endowed woman from the late 70s. She was – she's uh, Rodney Dangerfield's wife in Back to School. Okay. I know who she is. <laughs> uh, she was in The Fog. John Carpenter's The Fog. Yeah. Yeah. You know her. She uh, – oh, she – you know what? Um, uh, creep Show. Right. She's in the, the one with the – not the case. The crate. The there crate. is a resemblance. God, I hope it's not her because I can't think of what she looks like. <laughs> but there is, t- there is a slight resemblance to her. Um, I can kind of see her face. I don't think it's her. I'm also pretty sure it's not him. But like, it's definitely not him. I, I the first time I watched the minute, I just wrote down notes as it went, and that's what I wrote down. <laughs> so uh, I'll have to find out who the actors actually are. But uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's not them. <laughs> he wakes up like he was dreaming it too, so he must have actually fell asleep. He's having some trouble sleeping, is what the problem is here. Well, I mean, it's not as crazy as some of the dream sequences Landis has had in some of his movies. Well, it's is not it- as crazy as this commercial that shows up after. Yeah, but the commercial's real. <laughs> is it a real commercial? Yes. Oh, my God. So Cal Worthington was a real guy. <laughs> See, I didn't know that. Yes. He was an American car dealer best known on the West Coast and to a more limited extent elsewhere. Um, most of his things began with, here's Cal Worthington and his dog Spot. Though Spot was never a dog. Often Spot was a tiger, a seal, an elephant, a chimpanzee, or a bear. Okay, he was a hippo in this one. And he's a hippo in this one. <laughs> yeah. When they said that, I looked for a dog on top of that plane because he's tied on top of it. I did too. I was like, does this guy have a dog on top of this plane? Yeah, that's what I did. As soon as it played, I'm like, I don't know if I'd ever seen this before, but I'm like, I, it seems like I've either seen a commercial, this actual commercial, or somebody parodying it. Right. I think I have seen somebody do this, but I thought it was like Evil Knievel or something. I'm not sure. Right. His name was Calvin Coolidge Worthington, because of course it was. Yeah. Why wouldn't it be? Yeah. And you may be laughing and giggling or whatever. First of all, the man has a Wikipedia page, and you don't. Right. Um, also, according to a published profile in Sacramento Bay in 1990, Worthington grossed $316 million Whoa. in 1988. Oh my, on cars? <laughs> Making him the... Uh, at the time, the largest single owner of a car dealership chain. That sounds like like you know Chevrolet was making that. 
Yeah. <laughs> At that time. Jeez. And here's some other things that aren't going to surprise you. He had four divorces. <laughs> uh, of course he did. <laughs> his, his father's name was Benjamin Franklin Worthington. So I guess they really? just love naming people after uh, yeah, presidents. People. presidents. Yeah, he did not keep it up, though. He did not name his after it. Uh, he had to after that, don't you? All right. So, of course, he was in World War II. He saw combat in a B-17 flying fortress, flying 29 missions over Germany. So I guess flying around on the outside of a plane, not a big deal. Yeah, it didn't bother him too much, I don't think. <laughs> yeah. He, uh, Worthington was awarded the Air Medal five times and received the Distinguished Flying Cross, which was presented to him by General Jimmy Doolittle. Okay, so this guy, uh, he's a pretty fearless guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, he's flying down the road on a hippo at the end of this commercial, so. So what's, what's more scary to you, being strapped to the outside of a plane or riding on a hippo? I don't know, because they say hippos are nasty animals, so. <laughs> yeah. Hippos got a lot of kills under their belt. Yeah. Let's just say yeah. that. But yeah, I don't want to fall off a plane either. So no, I d- there's no part of me that wants to be on that plane. I'll, no. I will ride the hippo, and I think so too. I'll take my chances that maybe yeah. someone else will try to jump in and help me, and maybe they'll get eaten instead. You fall off the plane, there's no surviving. You might just lose a leg to this hippo. So I mean, maybe you can't. You just bend your knees when you hit. <laughs> is, is that not how that works? <laughs> I'm not positive. I, what like jumping when the elevator falls? Same thing. <laughs> just at the last second, you just <laughs> jump, right? <laughs> is that not? I, listen, I'm going to tell you right now. I didn't do well in physics in school, <laughs> so uh, <laughs> it's possible I'm wrong. <laughs> you tuck and roll, tuck and roll. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you always hear the story. There's always like that one in like 10 million chance. There's like the guy that like drops from 20,000 feet and somehow survives. Right. It's Which like yeah, crazy. but they don't tell you the story. The other 99.9 percent. <laughs> right. <laughs> The ones where it doesn't work out quite as well. Uh, I do have. Well, I'm going to talk about his office real quick. Again, not having seen the movie, I'm assuming he either works at NASA or some other NASA-related company. Because he's I, got pictures of the space shuttle. He's got a, one looks like a schematics of the space shuttle. I watched the movie and I had a hard time. I had to look it up. He works at an aerospace company, so you're pretty okay. close. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, over his right shoulder, there's a picture of the Columbia, which yeah. I'm sure you remember the Columbia, Chris. Yes. Yes, the Columbia was one of the two space shuttles that. Exploded on one exploded on Challenger exploded on the way up. This one ex- disintegrated on, during re entry, right? On re entry, yeah. <clears throat> that one I remember. I remember that Challenger, I was little, but I remember Columbia coming back because at first they were like, uh, we don't know what's happening. <laughs> yeah, it was they would just show you could see they had that. I remember the picture of just like you saw like the, the lights up in the sky, yeah, and everybody was like, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, whatever it is, is not good. It's debris, yeah, 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 it wasn't good. Yeah, I was gonna go through it a little bit but of course you know you can't there's never just one thing about the accident it goes on and on and on <laughs> just read the conspiracy theories just read that. Uh, you know what we're gonna not do that <laughs> i'm gonna you know find out that it's some uh you know some alien or lizard man or something <laughs> right uh i believe the columbia was mentioned in star trek at some point really yeah i think the columbia was the uh the second one after the enterprise made in in the enterprise show Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, I'm doing that from memory, so I'm praying to God that's right, that I'm not just mixing it up with the other very, uh, you know, kind of the samely named things. Right. Well, if you don't know, you just make it up anyway. Yeah, yeah, that's good. I mean, I know, like, Saratoga and Yorktown, there's like a million of them in Star Trek, but I'm like, I'm pretty sure Columbia was the Enterprise one. Um, If I'm wrong, you can go into the the group for this and uh, tell me what a moron I am. I believe it's what is it into the night listeners limo? Is that what I I do? What? Why would it be listeners limo? I have no idea, but it is. It's <laughs> Are you confusing this with Die Hard? Uh, well, when Doug said it on on the minutes I did with Doug, he said listeners limo, and I said no, and then I came back and said, oh yeah, it is a limo. Oh, hold on, hold on. <laughs> uh, the king lives listeners limo. All right, yeah. well I'm wrong. King lives. Okay, limo. I'm an idiot. Everybody else is right. <laughs> 
So, uh, yeah, I can't wait to actually watch the movie and find out what it's about. <laughs> nice. <laughs> well, I was glad when I went to watch it. I'm like, oh, my God, I hope something happens in this minute. Yeah, well, thanks, because when I got the, the first two minutes, we had some aerospace jargon for the entire first minute. You should wait till you hear that one. Wait till you hear me and Doug talk about aerospace uh, jargon. About I don't even remember the words they were using. What you mean you didn't get no sexy time? <laughs> no, we got no sexy time. Also, I'm pretty sure uh, when they're having sex, they're on a pillow with no pillowcase. Uh, no. Ew. That is that's the grossest <laughs> thing happening in that scene. <laughs> well, it's it's in their house, so it's not that big. Well, I don't care. Her house. Put a pillow on your pillowcase. Put a pillowcase on your pillow. What are you right. doing? They literally cost two dollars at Walmart. So yeah, I, like I won't lay in my own bed if it doesn't have a pillowcase or sheets on it. It's funny if I go to to a hotel, I bring my own pillow with a pillowcase. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I've told you what I do. I go to a hotel, I show up, um, I take my suitcases right in the bathtub. Yeah, and then I search the place. <laughs> um, there's been times where not either my suitcases didn't leave the bathtub or I stayed in it. Oh yeah. I was in a place so bad one time in the South. I was like, nope, nope. There's something alive in this bed. Oh, my God. And uh, so I put – I think I put my suitcases and stuff back in my car and I had my pillow and I put it in a bathtub and I slept in there. Wow. Because creepy callies don't like the bathtub. I mean right. maybe like spiders and stuff, but I can deal with that. No, I, read I just don't want to get bed bugs. I read bed bugs won't go into the bathroom into the bathtub either. That's where you're supposed to put all your stuff when you look. You're lucky <laughs> you didn't find a dead body under the bed. Maybe there was one there, for all I know. I didn't go check. <laughs> you don't check under the bed. You just check the bed, right? Listen, I'm worried about the bugs. I like if there's a corpse under there, that's a minor issue. Yeah, he's yeah, he's not he's not taking like he's not going to bother me. Nope, <laughs> he's not going to crawl on you and bite you. And go home with yeah. you. You're not going to take him home. No. <laughs> I mean, if I want to take somebody home, I can pay the half hour for somebody to come in. <laughs> all right, so we, I think we almost got through this minute. It's, I mean, it's all Goldblum face acting mostly. Yeah, that's all it is. Which thank God he's Jeff Goldblum because. Got a lot of facial expression. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, actually, uh, on the we didn't have much to talk about on the minutes I did, I did with Doug. We, he know he's a jazz musician, right? Who Goldblum? Goldblum. Why does this not shock me? They say he does it once a week in L.A. I'm, the, the listeners already heard this last minute, so they're probably like, "Oh, who cares?" Well, two minutes ago, but um, yeah, he does a a jazz. I forget the name of the band. I, I, tune in the last minute, last couple minutes because I mentioned it, but um. He does it once a week in L.A. He's he's even does the Jurassic Park song and has lyrics for it. So oh, so, nice. Yeah, something about scared in the night. I hope I don't get eaten or something like that. So, so what year was this movie? Was this like 80? Oh, God, I forget. 85, I think? 85. I think yeah. So the Cal Worthington commercial looks like it's from like 1972. It really does. It looks... Because when he goes by the cars, the cars say 69, 70. Also, I, I wish for the moment when I could buy a car for 1200 bucks. <laughs> right. I see one for eight ninety five when he was walking by. Although I don't know that I want to buy a, a car from a man who rides a hippo and has a 10-gallon hat. I don't know. <laughs> true, true. I don't know if that is the mark of quality that I'm looking for. That hippo's running, too. Yeah, are, they, that, are they dragging him down the street behind a car? I was looking to see if they were dragging him. That's what I was just doing when you said that. I'm like, I wonder if they're dragging this thing. He is trucking. It, it doesn't, doesn't look, look like, like it. it. No, it doesn't look now, like it. Now, it's a small hippo, but, I mean, I've seen very small wild animals really screw people up. I got bit by a dog not too long ago. I got a bruise the size of my thigh on my leg, so... It was a chihuahua. It, it was it was probably a Shih Tzu. I'm not even sure what kind of dog it was, but <laughs> I don't know. You got to bleep that, or are you gonna be okay oh, with that? Oh, oh Shih Tzu! I can't say that. <laughs> <laughs> you should bleep that. You should definitely. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know why he's watching 15 year old commercials. If it was a uh, if this was taking place today, I would just think he was on YouTube. Right. Something to laugh at, but he's not. He's he's barely watching it too. He's just sta- sitting there staring. Oh yeah, he's in a bad place. Yeah. 
He also pretty much looks like he's living. He's he's in my rec room from the the eighties. Well, that with couch. the wood paneling and the awful yeah beige couch. Yes, yeah. I had both of those. I think I did too. <laughs> I mean, I think from nineteen what nineteen seventy two to like nineteen eighty nine, at least in our part of the world, I think it was law to have. Oh yeah, yeah. And yellows. Everything had to be like yeah, like that ugly yellow color. Yellow or like beige or whatever. And yeah. Your furniture would always do the same thing. It would start its life. Like this, this furniture that would now be in my downstairs would have started upstairs in like the late 70s. <laughs> and then by the 80s, it was now your downstairs furniture. Right. And if you really wanted to get low rent, when the 90s hit, you put it outside. It became your patio furniture. <laughs> <laughs> and it didn't matter if it got wet. You just yeah, who cares? It's it. outside. Yeah, yeah. It's all moth-eaten. Uh, ah, yeah. it's fine. <laughs> you sit you could just put like, a tarp over it. No, 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 no. <laughs> you sit down. It's like, oh, man, it rained yesterday, didn't it? Oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> not even yesterday. Oh, it rained five days ago. <laughs> yeah, it's still not dry. <laughs> <laughs> but if it rained five days ago, you'd sit on it for a little while and be like, oh, this is... Wait a minute. Yeah, and it's starting oh, to Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> it's too late now. He must just stay there now. Just enjoy it now. God knows what's living in the thing. <laughs> All right. So I guess we'll wrap up this minute. Uh, like I said, it's a, it's Goldblum heavy, which I mean, the, yes. I know the whole movie is, but this is where Goldblum's life is really, this is a bad moment in your life. Yeah. No matter who you are. Because now from what you're telling me, he was not, a, he wasn't really ex- maybe expecting this until this day. Right. Uh, you just came home, you see the car, and you're like, wait a minute, this seems odd. Uh-huh. Yeah, so this is a bad day for Jeff Goldblum. I'm sure he'll react well. Um, the fact that this is 13 minutes in, there's still like another 90 minutes to go, I'm right. sure that's, this is, I'm guessing this is his uh, turning point. Yeah, and and the fact that the movie's called Into the Night, and it's still yeah. daytime, so something's got to happen. <laughs> All right, so you said you've watched it already, right? Most of it. So I assumed before we watched this that this would be some kind of, um, how do I put it? Like almost like a, like a, actiony like spy type movie like he would somehow get um one of those movies where somebody who's a regular civilian gets drugged into like some sort of spy thing you're not that far off it's not spy related but he does get drugged into a bunch of crap that he should have never been yeah that, that's that's only from the preview that was put up and and i didn't watch that with sound i just saw it with the video right and being called into the night that's i was like that's what it sounds like yeah it sounds like I can't think of any of the movies that are like that, but that's what it sounds like, one of those movies. I love that you went Dave Made a Minute style and came in here and tried to do it without knowing seeing the movie at all. Ah, it's <laughs> overrated. Now, like I said, I may try to watch it before we record again, so maybe I'll have a different outlook on it. <laughs> but I wanted to do, like I said, there's not a whole lot of movies that I have not seen. Right. Of the whole Movies by Minutes, of the 100 plus movies up there, I don't think there's three of them I haven't seen. This one's got Dan Aykroyd in it after Ghostbusters. How did this not blow up? Dan Aykroyd did a lot of movies. Yeah, he's not in it a lot either. He's not in this yeah. movie a lot, but... He's in a lot of bad movies. He's in Casper. True, true. But this has Michelle Pfeiffer in it. It's got Jeff Goldblum in it. I don't know. It is weird. I'm telling you, this this missed me specifically because of my age, and I don't think it got the heavy rotation on cable. Right. I've, I've this, this is the first time I've heard of the movie. Yeah, like if they ran this on cable as much as many other mid-80s movies, I would have seen it. Yeah. All right, so I think I'm going to wrap it up. Do you have any uh, other thoughts about this minute? I just I, I I had a bad taste in my mouth about Stan as soon as I saw him in the beginning of the of the movie. I've had a bad taste in my mouth since I saw him on Oz. <laughs> so did he. <laughs> oh, oh no! Oh, you threw it up, Barry. I had to put it in. <laughs> oh, see, that's why we can't have nice things. All right, so if uh. If you want to hear more from me and Chris, for some reason, after that comment, uh, you'll hear a lot more of that type of thing over at Jay and Silent Bob Minute. Yeah, we don't hold uh, back back over there. 
Yeah, we're uh, just finishing up Mall Rats. We previously did Clerks. If you want to go way, way back, just Google the Burbs Minute, where we covered the Burbs, starring uh, Sir Tom Hanks. All right, if you want to uh, find Into the Night Minute, you, go, you can find Into the Night Podcast on iTunes and Google Play, or the big site over at nightminute.com. Uh, social media is available at the King Lives Listener Limo on Facebook. Ugh, has a lot for me. And it's on Twitter <laughs> at Night Minute. Every time it says Night Minute, I want to say Nightman from a... Uh, from Always Sunny. <laughs> all right. Uh, of course, thank you all the people that are doing this. All you crazy maniacs who are already doing your own minutes and for some reason are also doing this. I don't know what's the matter with you or us. Or us. Uh, thanks to Jim O'Kane for organizing this and somehow picking a movie I haven't seen before. <laughs> uh, last but not least, don't forget to join us here next time when maybe Chris and I will have both seen the movie on Into the Night Minute. Do we thank you or what? I say I fall in the or what category?